Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. All right, everyone. I'm your host, Nick. We got another episode on today, and we actually have uh, some special guests with us. My friend Matt is here. He's going to chime in. Hello, hello. And, uh, you know, my friend Mark is here, too, but we'll see if he chimes in and says anything. But uh, let, let's, uh, let's just kind of jump into it. Let's, let's talk about what's on everyone's mind. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. I did get the game. I got the Ultimate Edition and game, uh, GameStop's extra exclusive Collector's Edition box. Matt, you got the game as well. How, how are you liking it so far? Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I'm only about three or four hours into it, so the tutorial is pretty long. I would say the tutorial is about three hours uh, before you actually get into the open world space. Um, I pretty much just passed out as soon as I got into that spot because I got it on Thursday night. Um, I got my first full digital download game on PS4, which is actually a big deal because I didn't get a hard copy disc. So I uh, bit the bullet and downloaded all 100 gigs onto my uh, hard drive. Now, was the game over 100 gigs like their official support page said before release? Um, no, it's. I think it was in the realm of like 92 and change. So 92 gigs and change, which seemed like a lot because I was looking at, well, my other games that I have on my hard drive were like God of War. I think I had, uh, what was that one dinosaur game with the, the robots? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, they were all like around 60 gigs, but that was with the disc. So I don't know. The full digital download might be a little different, but it was around 92 or 95 gigs. Yeah, same, same. The, the physical turned out to be 87 after the two discs and things like that. Now, you know, I, I've been talking to some other people as well, and, and they feel about the tutorial up in the snow on the mountain that it's it's very tedious. Mark, who's here in the room with us, felt the same way. Uh, I had a couple other friends text me from work who were playing it. But uh, he, he says the game's overrated. One friend told me that the beginning was BS and it just was a little monotonous and, 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 and things like this. But d did you feel that way about, about that, that whole first section in the snow? Yes. That, that was, was Mark. That was Mark. So all of the snow portion, it's literally, it takes about two to three hours and it is... A very much a grind it's um very slow paced um there's no open world portion it's very linear you're just going from mission to mission and doing like a lot of uh, tedious going back and forth like minuscule tasks yes a lot of like bitch work um the one issue i had and i still have is the fact that the mini map is almost unreadable because of whatever font that they've decided to use um to show the mini map it's like this weird like cursive calligraphy style so you can't read anything, and on top of that, the little instructions that pop up on the top left of the of the screen um, that you might be used to seeing in Grand Theft Auto, they, for some reason, disappear. It gives you a paragraph, and then they disappear within like three to four seconds. So that's frustrating. I'm yet to get in the major game. Overall, the game looks amazing. It plays amazing. There is so much detail in everything. Um, it's going to be an amazing game. I'm really excited for it. I know beyond the story, there's probably going to be like a hundred hours of extra content. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be a great game. I'm, I can't wait to get back home and get on it. No, no, I, I agree. The, the game definitely looks beautiful. There's, there's a lot of things going on in, on the outside. The one thing I, I do like is that you can go into cinematic, uh, view mode whenever you're whenever you're traveling. I thought the game's so beautiful and expansive, and you want to dive into everything. Where are you gonna just waste it and just cruise control? Well, 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 thank you, Mark. That that's why I wanted to get into that. Cinematic mode is nice because it, it puts a nice spin on it when you're or just lazy gamers only on missions. I don't do it when I'm just free roaming. Oh, how many hours have you played, Mister Grind Video Games? All right, look, look. Let me let me talk here. Two hundred percent it yet? Yeah, yeah. I hundred percented it after two days. It's less than the campaign takes. Anyway, no. The you wouldn't even know. Mr. I'm on tutorials three days into the game being out. First off, it's only been out for one day. It's been out for one day officially. Day. No, the cinematic mode is nice. They have different views that you can actually put it in. But, it, you know, they, they've always had this in the Rockstar games. But the cinematic mode is nice because it seems like you're actually playing in a Western. Um, one thing I will say is there was a lot of hype. Well, maybe not a lot of hype that I've read. But I know that Nick's Nerd News has been putting a lot of hype on first-person mode. I will say that, uh, you know... Coming from somebody that actually owned Grand Theft Auto V, 
on both uh, previous gen Xbox 360 and then on current gen, I got it for PS4. Um, I never, I think I used uh, first person mode in Grand Theft Auto 5, maybe a total of like five minutes because of the fact that I was just tinkering around with it and I thought it was worthless. Now they offer the same thing in RDR, but I don't really see the point. Um, I changed it to it for like a minute or two. I don't know. I have yet to see what we would actually use it for. So maybe there's going to be some point in the game where you would need first person mode, but the game in all is a third person uh, RPG. Right, right, and 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 I agree. I, I'm I'm not big on the first person mode. I it, what what pisses me off actually is I I go to hit back button, and I'm so used to that being taking you to the map on pretty much every game that you play, and that's actually the view change button on Red Dead. I'm constantly hitting that button and changing into first person mode in in like inopportune situations, and it, it's it's a little clunky for me right now. Obviously, I've only spent about five it's hours one with button. it. It's not clunky. That's you, just now, user error. Now, now here, here's a disclaimer. Mark Smith, who's with us today, who's that was just chiming in, is probably buys and plays the least out of, of amount of games out of the three of us. Uh-huh. So, but, but no, Red Dead having a lot of fun. It, 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 it is beautiful. First person mode kind of takes away from that. I like is what I, I would say. I find it helpful when you're searching for things in a room. It's uh, easier view to look at dressers and stuff and see what's in there well well maybe we'll get there when i when i get more in you've, oh, you've you you've had when the luxury you actually play the game you've had the luxury of having yesterday off and having more time to play the game so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later yeah, i will say that marcus played something around 12 hours in uh, a single day so okay over 12 hours in a single day not everyone has the luxury to have been sitting around uh all day on their friday it's because they were off grinding, of work grinding grinding, grinding away but um, somebody was recovering from oral surgery, so um, they had that luxury. But uh, moving on, so uh, I will say this as well. I, I will post this on Instagram and Twitter. But I uh, in that collector's box that I got, it comes in this nice metal. Uh, it looks like a chest almost. It's it's very similar to the special edition that came with Grand Theft Auto Four, the banker's box. Uh, there there's some really cool things in there: a challenge coin, a deck of cards some some different pins based off some of the weapons in the game and uh, it actually comes with a catalog so when, when you go to a general store in the game you to kind of search through the items you go through a, a, a general or a catalog for a general store you get a paper copy with that it, it's really nice uh, um, very very tangible items that that are of, of higher quality than most special edition things but you know what we'll, we'll save red dead once uh, for next week once we get some more time into it but there's a big event going on this weekend. It's actually the first time in two years I haven't gone, same same as Matt, and it's, it's TwitchCon, and uh, they're doing a whole lot of stuff up there this year. They did move it to San Jose. It's, it's unfortunate that it wasn't uh, within driving a drivable, easy distance that wouldn't take a whole day, but uh, they, got, they got a lot of stuff going on. How, how do you feel about not being at TwitchCon this year, Matt? Um, I mean, we went... So the first time that we went, so this is the fourth TwitchCon. I think the first one was in San Francisco four years ago. The second year, it was in San Diego. So we were able to go because it was obviously really close to both of us. I live in San Diego. I live in San Diego proper. So it was about 10 minutes from where I live downtown. Um, and then last year's was in Long Beach. So that's only a, you know an hour and a half, two hour drive from us. So um, I'm kind of bummed out. I'm a big Twitch uh, viewer. Uh, I spend probably more time watching Twitch than I do watching TV. So, and that's been the case for several years now. Uh, TwitchCon is a good time. Uh, you know, there it's, it's really, an, it's, uh, different from other gaming conventions cause it's really just focused around the streamers. There is some big, uh, video game companies that come out. You'll see like HyperX will be out there. Microsoft will be out there. Some, sometimes I think Sony's been out there. Um, EA usually has a presence and I think a couple years ago they were like teasing Battlefield 1 at the time so we got to have got to play that like Titanfall 2 I think hadn't been out yet so we got to play that before it came out Um, so in that aspect it was a lot of it was a lot of fun you get to have an opportunity to like meet the streamers which um, you know for me I think it's fun to just you know have like a quick high or whatever and then on top of that it's it's more of a it's pretty casual it can get kind of crazy at times depending on you know and I'm sure this year from what I've seen from watching Twitch live streams is that, you know, people like Ninja and stuff like that are just on another level. But, um, I remember like the last couple of years, you'll just see 
some of my street favorite favorite streamers walking around you'll see like uh summit or greek god x or whoever else just walking around streaming or talking and they'll they're pretty like ac accessible to everyone so i am i enjoy twitchcon i'm bummed out that we're not there um but you know it, there'll be more twitchcon so well i'm sure we'll be at future events oh totally i agree i, I remember the first year we went it, this this was before he was big but I remember saying something to Matt, like, who's this asshole walking around with a wig and a bulletproof vest on and sunglasses in in TwitchCon? Granted, TwitchCon's a very small convention. It's it's not very big compared to some of your other conventions. It's it's more like like he said, it it you're it, you can see streamers walking around, you can interact with them on a on a more personal basis than you would maybe be able to at a at a different convention. But it, it turned out to be Dr. Disrespect, who we found out much later, and now he's obviously one of the most popular streamers. It, it what's funny is last year Fortnite really wasn't a thing last October as Mark uh, snickers in the background but I know um, a thing for you you acknowledge that Fortnite's a big deal anyway uh, it'd be interesting to see it'd be interesting to see this year's TwitchCon how that was because last year PUBG was still pretty big King of the Kill was still somewhat big at that point you know the H1Z1 the, or H1Z1 King of the Kill the, the first real um Battle Royale game that Player Unknown actually created before he left to make Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, but but you know I, I I'm kind of happy we didn't go this year because I saw that uh, today's Saturday's attendance is probably going to be a shit show, based off apparently yesterday people were waiting in lines for hours, hours in the wrong lines they let anyone who had a Friday badge come back today it just looked like it was mismanaged. Um, and I, I've kind of gotten the feeling of that just a tiny bit the last two years. There's just been a tad bit of mismanagement. Obviously, it's a new convention. They're still learning. They're, it's, it's not something they're used to doing. So I, I'd give them a pass, and hopefully it, it keeps moving around, and next year it's somewhere accessible that we, we can go again. Well, I'm hoping it's in SoCal next year, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely – you know, I'm not somebody that goes to conventions on a regular basis. I've – you know, don't, uh, that's not really my thing, but I enjoy Twitch and I enjoy like the entertainment they provide. So I have fun at TwitchCon, but, um, yeah, there definitely seemed like there was some mismanagement from what I heard yesterday. There was like lines that were like four hours long just to get into the convention. But I do, from what I saw, the crowds looked crazy yesterday. Um, I saw like shroud was doing like some type of signing at zoomies, at a mall and the line was around the whole block there looked like there was probably about a couple thousand people there so it was just a total total mess um but obviously that goes with the growth of twitch so there's you know as twitch grows um they're going to continue to get it bigger the twitch is going to continue to get bigger <clears throat> and they're just uh they're just reaching out to like a whole new audience right now so no no i agree and yeah i, I do hope it's in socal next year again so that way that way we can go again and maybe mark will join us this year for the first time or next year who's who knows uh just just to kind of round out some other video game news we finally got a release date for uh bandai namco's jump force you know that anime game with uh what what is it uh goku and characters from dbz there's Yu-Gi-Oh or yugi moto as as people would know him uh one piece characters things like that they, they announced that that game's coming out in february for for uh xbox one PS4 and I, I think they said PC February 15th. Devil May Cry. Um, Capcom is selling through their website only. Uh, three ridiculously overpriced special editions. Uh, the the most expensive of which is six thousand dollars. So uh, that's one that Nick will be purchasing. Definitely not. I I'm not a Devil May Cry guy. I don't need a six thousand dollar leather leather jacket, and I don't even care that much about Dante to be to begin with. So. Speaking of bringing up the past, Intellivision is in uh, releasing a new console called uh, the Intellivision Amico. It should launch in 2020 between $150 and $180. That's going to have exclusive games, remakes of original Intellivision and Atari games. And uh, the games are going to be rated E or E10 only, nothing above that. So they're kind of gearing it at it with families, with, with younger children and things like that. So that that's uh, 80s nostalgia at its highest for you there. I guess the, one of the co-founders of Oculus recently left Facebook, and there were rumors that with him, Oculus 2 was being canceled because that was apparently his project. But 
Facebook had to come out and say like, no, Oculus 2 is still happening. I'm, I'm sure they're going to make improvements on, on the original. I've yet to really try out VR. Matt, Matt, have you had any experience with VR? Um, no, actually, I've had zero experience with VR. I, first of all, I don't find it affordable yet for the normal person to like purchase it and put it in their home. And every time I'm at a place that has VR that you can like try out, the line is like ridiculous. So I'm not going to wait. I just really don't. The, what I've seen from other VR offerings is very, it reminds me a lot of like the first Wii type of stuff, those kind of games. I've seen some stuff that looks cool, but for the most part, the games are pretty rudimentary and the, you know, nothing's like astonishing. So um, it just really hasn't appealed to me. Okay, moving on to new topics. Yes, let's let's move on. So uh, also had uh, a news that Sonic Racing was delayed till May of next year. Uh, Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode was actually delayed till next year as well. And I, I did see on a couple different Facebook groups that I'm a part of that, that have to do with gaming that a lot of people are actually canceling their pre-orders for Battlefield 5 because of this. Because they were hoping to get this game at the beginning. But do you have any comment, Matt? Well... I'm a big BR fan. So I've been playing BR since Arma 2, um, which is really what PUBG was. The the founder uh, that made PUBG started, he modded uh, Arma 2 into, made made the BR. I think now everyone has seen the success of BR, how much fun it is. Um, everyone, now everyone, and really what the issue was is these game companies, the company that makes PUBG, Blue Hole, Blue Balls, whatever you want to call them, they really don't have the manpower to make a great game. PUBG is a lot of fun, um, but really what needed to happen was AAA Studios needed to get on top of BR, which is what you're seeing with you know Epic Games doing Fortnite and um, Treyarch doing it for COD. Now, it's going to be really interesting for, uh, for Battlefield, although I think that the Battlefield ship is sailing. I think that they're going to be behind the eight ball if they continue to to uh to delay the game and i know there was a lot of controversy over the game to begin with because people weren't happy with some of the time pieces historically that they were going about and uh there was just a lot of controversy around that but i mean i hope to see br thriving from AAA studios i hope that other AAA studios do their own br um i hope to see fortnite start um, to see, a, you know, start to cause this new wave. Although I'm not a big Fortnite fan, I've put a lot of time into Fortnite. I just found that it's kind of gotten old. Um, but they're doing everything they can to cling on to the success that they've had. Obviously, they have a lot of monetary success behind that as well. Do you still play PUBG? Uh, yeah, I do play PUBG occasionally, not as much. It was for a long time the only game I played, even over the last year. I mean, it was really one of the only games I played on a consistent basis. Um, PUBG is a lot of fun. They have, uh, they need to come out with a new map soon. I think they've been promising like a snow map for a while. Um, but the problem is, is that now with Blackout, COD Blackout, I don't know that, um, PUBG can, you know, remain popular because the games, the way that it's going right now with the game cycles is typically games have like a one year multiplayer games or BR games or whatever, have like a one year cycle where they're super popular and then they, uh, slowly die out and get replaced by a different game. So as of right now, PUBG is kind of dying out to to COD. Um, I don't know that COD can hang on to the success that they're having, but at least on the PC world, I'm not a big um, console gamer like I used to be anymore. But uh, PC-wise, I don't know that COD will, will hang on. So we'll see. Did, did you play PUBG's new like uh, jungle map that they launched with the official launch of PUBG 1.0 at all? or? Yeah, so I've played the new map. It's good. Um, I mean, the game is fun. It, I would say overall, from what you know, I've I don't I have not played COD Blackout, so I can't say firsthand. But everything that I've read and and seen, um, you know, COD is always going to be COD. It's the same cookie cutter uh, thing every single year. Uh, they did add the BR Blackout games game uh, type this year, which is different and a lot more fun. But uh, it's a very fast paced moving game. Uh, there's lots of jumping, there's lots of, you know, you have like a wingsuit you can fly on. So it's very fast paced. It's a lot different than PUBG, which PUBG, you're just kind of like running in a straight line. Um, now, PUBG had, uh, you know, a lot of success. It's just a very unique game. It's a little bit more realistic than COD, which is like very fast paced and, you know, futuristic. Um, 
and maybe PUBG can hang on. They just have to come out with some new stuff. Once they can get, if they come out with a new snow map or something, they can get people excited. Um, then I'm sure they'll have the community back on board. Yeah, which is unfortunate that Battlefield is is going to be delaying theirs because they that could hurt the, their hype, their own personal hype train for the game, and could hurt sales. And but we'll see what what it does in the long run because it it depends on how far into the spring of nineteen that it gets delayed. Some other different news is the the people behind the the campaign on Battlefront Two, which is Motive Studios. It's a it's a sub studio of of EA. Uh, Jade Raymond was the founder of the studio. Little background on Jade Raymond. She actually worked with Ubisoft and was the producer on the first two Assassin's Creed games. She was also the produce, executive producer for Assassin's Creed 2, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. I know a lot of people like that one. She was in charge of, of new IP at Ubisoft. Uh, then she left and she founded Motive, which, which was pretty much funded and owned by EA. And she's actually leaving the studio now. They, they were working on... They were working on some more stuff for Star Wars. They were working on some more things for, excuse me, they were working on on, uh, some other EA projects. And they were actually working on their own Star Wars standalone game. And she actually, uh, it was announced kind of backhandedly that that she was actually leaving the studio, which she founded herself. And uh, there's been a lot of rumors flying around. We haven't had any uh, confirmation or anything like that on on why. But apparently a, a lot of people think and and with these rumors that it had to do with the the lack of uh uh success of Battlefront 2 a lot of the backlash even though the campaign was somewhat of a bright spot in it the uh there there was a downside in the campaign though they they hyped it up to be this this play as a stormtrooper get in the mind of a stormtrooper and and you know play for the empire and they they turned it into this redemption arc where you end up just being a rebel agent later in the game and and that that was very upsetting to me to begin with um, so I will say that I am not playing any more Star Wars games until there is either, well, until there's a new Kotar. Until there's a new Knights of the Old Republic, I am not playing any more Star Wars video games. Would you play a new Star Wars game if they took it away from EA? Um, I think EA, I mean, I know that people hate EA. It's the most hated company in video games. I get it. They like to squeeze every single dollar out of the customers. Um, and that was the major problem around Battlefront. I personally didn't really have um, any desire to play Battlefront 2. Um, I would really like to see any type of single single player campaign game uh, that's Star Wars related. So whether that's a new IP or um, whether that's a new KOTAR game, that's really what I want to see. I think that's really what the fans want to see. If they came out with a KOTAR game, I think everyone's head would just pop off. It'd be bigger than Half-Life 3. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, the, the problem is EA's been squandering their rights to the franchise, mainly because they've only produced two games in a five-year span. I, I know game development takes a long time, but they, they canceled they canceled the game that was going to come from Visceral, which was going to be a, an epic RPG uh, single-player story with uh, where Amy, Amy Hennig was running it. Amy Hennig is behind the first three Uncharted games. And... You know, then they they've been pushing mobile games a lot, and and no word yet on respawn Star Wars game, no no word on anything else. But but a lot of people feel that they they shouldn't have gone with to EA for exclusive rights to the Star Wars franchise for gaming, and maybe given it to other developers who could who could maybe shine. Can you fault a company for taking the most money? No, no, I I can't I can't fault them for that. It's just it's it's upsetting to uh, uh the player base because like I like Matt said, EA is the most hated company in video games and I, i'm i'm pretty sure they're still one of the most hated companies just in general uh, besides video games they, they've been on constant lists as you shake your head at me mark kind of like gamestop that evil company that you support i'm not the only one who supports gamestop that's that's a discussion for another day but but anyway it's it's interesting to see where where motive is going to go and if their star wars game is going to come, still come out but uh some other minor news. There was a earnings call for Microsoft where CTO, CEO Satya Nadella was talking about how Xbox's Game Pass is actually coming to PC. No word yet on on how that's going to work or anything. And uh, obviously, we we already know that uh, game Xbox has Play Anywhere on on their exclusive titles. Where if you buy if you buy it through their ecosystem, you essentially get a copy for PC and for Xbox. But with Game Pass. 
obviously all their exclusive launch on there as well. And that's, that's 10 bucks a month and pretty much unlimited access to over 100 games. But it, it's going to be interesting how they do that on PC since a lot of those games aren't on PC. Uh, that That's that's really cool if, if you want to just get their exclusive. Um, granted, 10 bucks a month, you get Sea of Thieves, you'll get Gears 5 when it comes out, you'll, you have Forza Horizon, and um, what was a... There's one other game I, I can't think of. But obviously, moving forward, you'll get all these games on your computer as well. So d- depending on how you look at things, that, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, especially if you want to get into that ecosystem without owning an Xbox. But again, it, it's only for certain people. Game Pass isn't for everyone, and, and I understand that. But speaking of that, we're, we're going to kind of transition into, into TV here. Uh, finally had uh, confirmation that Showtime's Halo show is going to be begin filming in Budapest in next year. I know they're still looking. I know they're still looking to to launch sometime in 2020. Showtime is, uh, as I've stated before, Showtime is hoping that this will be their their um, their Game of Thrones. Essentially, they're they're throwing a lot of money behind this. Matt, you used to be really big into Halo with me. Are you, do you care about this show at all, or? Um, if it's on Showtime, I do not. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I actually, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, Ray I, yeah, Ray Donovan and and uh, Homeland are the only two great Showtime shows, I believe. Um, okay, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, but Ray Donovan it, to me was my favorite show on on Showtime. I don't really know what they would do with a Halo show. Sci-fi shows in general. Uh, kind of are just, yeah, they're very difficult to film. They usually just don't come out right on they Well, they're just not as enjoyable because mainly the, they have budget constraints and they're just, you know, they're difficult. So, um, no, I mean, I'm not too excited about a Halo show. I know people want everything Halo. I would rather see like a Halo movie rather than see like a Halo Showtime show. I, I agree. I agree. And no, I, and I, I said before too, it's like, how much money are they going to throw at this? Because if you're going to have a Halo show and you don't have the Covenant, which would require a lot of special effects, a lot of money, even if they did practical effects, those outfits would be very expensive to, to have and, and do on large scale like that. So uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out more as, as production begins, but that's months away. Uh, Netflix renewed their Disenchantment for 20 more episodes. That is Matt Gronig's show, the the one that is like a fantasy take of, of his take on, on pop culture, you know, Futurama and, and the Simpsons, obviously. So that's 20 more episodes on, on top of the additional 10 we're still getting for like part two of season one. So that that's really cool that they actually renewed that. Uh, I remember I, I talked about it when it first came out that I, I didn't kind of, I didn't really like where they were going with certain characters towards the end. Did, did you watch Disenchantment at all, Matt? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Uh, I mean, the animation is very Simpson-esque. Uh, if you're a fan of The Simpsons or Futurama, I think you're going to be a fan of it. I mean, in general, it's an easy show to watch. It's a nice, like, 30-minute show that you can just pop on Netflix and just, you know, you don't really have to pay attention to. So it's it's fun. Mark, you watched with, with me. What's your opinion? It's a uh, lazy retread. There's much better cartoons on Netflix. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Shout out, shout out, Nick Kroll. F is for family. For family. Shout out, Burr. You're the man. And I'll add Bojack Horseman to that list yeah, as well. But no, uh, speaking of Netflix as well, um, with a new month comes new things departing, new things coming. Uh, some some major things in, in the realm of, of nerd news. Uh, all three Jurassic Park movies are leaving Netflix this month, as well as Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. But when it comes to the... Uh, what's being added is there's actually quite a bit being added. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is coming. Doctor Strange is is being added. No word if it's the Benedict Cumberbatch movie, if it's coming back, or if it's one of Marvel's animated ones. National Lampoon's Animal House is going to be available for anyone who might not own it. If you have never seen Animal House, you need to go fucking watch that movie because it's it's fucking perfect. Uh, House of Cards Season 6, the Frank Underwood-less season, comes on November 2nd, so that's next week. Narcos Mexico, which is season f- season four of Narcos, comes on the 16th. Cloverfield uh, is being added, as well as the awesome Clive Owen movie, Children of Men. But that that's that's uh, kind of a big month for Netflix. Obviously, uh, last month, or October, had Daredevil season three, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was added, or uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Witch. They're not calling it uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, because it's, it's not... Um, 
Yeah, it's it's out as of as of recording. It's out and it's more more horror themed than than the old WB show that was more comedy aimed. Did did you want to talk about anything on Netflix, Matt? Or um, no, I mean, right now I'm spending some time. I uh, burned through uh, most of season two of Making a Murderer. Um, we're still looking to find new evidence on uh, Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. So it's a the first season. You know, took the world by storm. It was, uh, you know, I thought it was an okay show. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, season two, it's very interesting. Basically, it revolves around the this new attorney that he has, the Stephen Avery has, and her, like, desire to free him, exonerate him from the murder. She does, and, you know, she's a much high-level, much more high-level attorney than what he had. There was a lot of incompetence around his prior attorney. So they go around... Um, she does like a lot of different stuff, reenacting what could have possibly happened. She's really getting down to like the nitty gritty. She's throwing out new hypotheses around what could have happened. Um, I don't know if there was necessarily corruption, but maybe just incompetence around the police department and the prosecution and all this other stuff. So it's an interesting take. Um, I don't know if it's as popular as season one was, but it's, it's a good show. If you enjoy season one, you'll probably enjoy season two. Um, as far as things that go off Netflix, I mean, there's always stuff that goes off Netflix and I'm like, oh, I should have watched it or I know it's coming off and I got to watch it. I never do. So, um, I know freaks and geeks left. I missed out on that. Um, but I mean, it's 2018, uh, we can find places to watch other, other things. So whether that's legally or illegally, um, I think we all have access to almost anything nowadays. Oh, oh, totally true. And and I'm in the same boat. I, I'm always looking at the list of what's coming and what's going. And I was like, oh, shit, got to watch that movie. And then it comes around and I'm like, God damn it, I forgot to watch. M- Mark, what, how's your Netflix viewing lately? I know you're, uh, you claim to never have time to do anything. So yeah, as an adult, um, I prioritize my sanity and my physical well-being over a lot of trash TV. But when Netflix does put out something great, you got to watch. Now, 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 you say when Netflix puts out something great, yet you don't watch the Daredevil shows, which are are are, ex- are rated extremely high. It's a saturated market. Everything comic book is kind of just whatever at this point. Um. So yeah, I will chime in on on Mark uh, talking about his prioritizing of his physical and mental health. Yet this is the same person that spent over twelve hours playing Red Dead Redemption yesterday. Um. But secondary to that, I am not a fan of any Marvel DC shows whatsoever um i feel like the ones that are on network tv are b rate tv shows they're trash supergirl is horrible um i'm not a big fan of uh arrow or um i know the new show titans coming out everyone's excited about that um the ones on netflix although they are a little bit more high budget than the ones on network tv uh i'm just I can't get behind them. I know the Punisher. I did try to watch the Punisher and I'll probably try to continue to watch it. Cause I'm a big, um, Bernthal fan. I think he's a great Punisher. I know they think they're coming out with a new season for that. Um, but in general, the comic book world is getting really squeezed for like every single penny. So, um, you really can't just get behind it. I mean, if, if you're a huge fan, I guess you can watch them, but for the normal audience member, they're really tough to get to watch. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But but Mark just automatically labels them as shit, despite the fact that they have uh, eighty plus ratings on on Rotten. So I, I will say that. I, oh, is Rotten the uh, the standard by which all things are judged? No, but 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 you seem to hold Rotten scores a lot higher for certain things, and you pick and choose what Rotten scores you like to acknowledge and believe in. So I'll I'll just say that. Examples, please. Let's uh, let's go with Halloween 2018. Uh, we'll talk about uh, here we go. Uh, Daredevil, case in point. Some other movies that I've seen. Are you talking recently. about the Ben Affleck Daredevil or uh, which one? I'm talking about Daredevil on Netflix. I'm not talking about the Ben Affleck Daredevil. But anyway. Oh, because that was really good. I, I I will agree with Matt and say that Supergirl is shit. I don't like that show, and I watch some of the other CW superhero shows i believe you watch all of them which kind of makes you a really biased i i watch three out of the four or five excuse me three out of the five they are b but they they are actually high quality for for being b-level shows um arrow is is still top notch uh second episode was was really good 
Uh, Legends came back this week. It was a riot. Like that show completely just just doesn't give a fuck at all. They just do whatever the hell they want. It, it's they they're always having fun. They don't care about sticking to norms or or sticking with canon or anything like that. They they're almost self aware. They added John Constantine to the show as as a as a series regular now, and and he's a great. He he's he's different from the rest of the cast, and and that's that's what what's fun about it. Wait, they have a budget to get Keanu. <laughs> Not Keanu Reeves, John Constantine, Mark. The 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 Matt um, Matt Ryan is his. Uh, sorry, I I can't think of his name right now, but he's a, he's a British actor. He's he's true to the the comics, John Constantine. Uh, it's the same actor who had the NBC show that was canceled, and they brought him over to the Arrowverse, but. Uh, Flash this week still still kind of trying to find its foot with with the new cast members. Do not like the new Harrison Wells they brought in as of right now. It, it's going to be really odd just to have Matt Cavanaugh do a um, to do a French accent for the whole season. I'll, I'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, when it comes to other superhero shows, uh, Gotham is 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 just premiered its final season. They're they're going on a no man's land thing, like from the the new Fifty Two run of the comics, and they're actually introducing Bane. That was announced a while back. They released an image of of Bane for what's going to be on Gotham, and and this show already just takes extreme liberties with with established Batman, um, with Batman canon. But but this Bane just he looks like he just stepped out of like a. Uh, uh, what what's that what's that type of like goth where they have like industrial goth or it, he looks like he stepped out of an industrial goth rave but he was confused and thought he was like cyberpunk goth bane it kind of does look like um if uh Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh of South Park developed you know took a goth character and then made him into the new bane from Batman yeah, and he, and he's got this like medical mask on, and he's got it looks like there's like like pistons and and things on his outfit, and like they they already got away from like the luchador established Bane from the comics and video games and TV shows, and then they they already got a, a, got away from that with with Bane in, in Dark Knight Rises, and then it's like they pick and choose which villains they want to like stick true to on on Gotham, like Mister Freeze is is mostly exactly like his comics counterpart uh i'm not even talking about the joker the penguin is, is a great penguin the uh harvey dent obviously hasn't become two-faced yet but like what the hell were they thinking with this bane i know it's it's balls to the wall with their final season but how else do you expect him to inject the uh, venom serum into his body well we don't know if venom's even involved in this bane but in in the comics bane has uh, essentially, what amount to, like, um, like when you're in a hospital, when you have the, the, like an IV that he has a button that he presses on his hand and the venom gets injected. Whereas this one looks like he's wearing like some sort of extreme rig. Yeah, uh, a practical, realistic, real world version of how that would look. Yeah, but like Gotham picks and chooses what they want to be realistic and what they want to be campy and and comics accurate. I think it's uh, time for Ben McKenzie to uh, step up to his real potential and start doing real movies and real shows and get away from Gotham. I, I agree. Bring I will back say the OC. Bring back the OC. I, I will say this, though, that he was probably the best thing on that show as Commissioner or James Gordon, the detective pre-Commissioner. Um, in terms of other DC shows, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn animated series that is premiering in a year from now on the DC streaming service has cast Alan Tudyk as its Joker. If you don't know who Alan Tudyk is, he was in Serenity and Firefly. He's, uh, was it, his name's Pirate Steve in, in Dodgeball? Is oh, it's that Yeah, um, and, and he's been, he's, he's got a web series with Nathan Fillion. He's, he's been in a lot of uh, nerd, nerd things, so they, they cast him what as the Joker. What about Transformer? You forget that. Uh, he was in the last Transformers, wasn't he? He was a. You tell me your show, Mark. If you're gonna chime in and and say he was in a movie, why don't you like provide some backup to that instead of just dropping things? He was. He was the uh, bodyguard for John Turturro. Oh yes, yeah. He was in the the last one of the last Transformers movies. No, it wasn't one of the last. A- anyway, sorry. Thank you, Mark. That that's kind of it on on TV shows. But let let's let's talk about some movies here. Oh wait, no. Sorry. Before we go back. 
Uh, the Simpsons announced that they're going to be removing Apu completely from the sh- series after, was it early this year that they had that whole fallout surrounding the character saying racially insensitive and, and uh, an exaggeration of the character and stereotypical. Here's my, my thought on this. Apu and the Simpsons have been around for, what, 30 years now? And in the 30th season, first off, the 29th season is when people start to have an outrage. And the the 30th season is when they're removing him. Like, I, I'm, I'm, this is kind of almost like going into what Bill Maher was saying on Friday, if you watch Bill Maher. But he said, he said that when, when did people, he, he, he was specifically targeting people on the left. And he's like, when did liberals become the fun police? And, and this kind of falls into his, he he hates PC culture. I, I'll say this, but when wait, he's a big console guy. No, no, no. Uh, politically correct, politically correctness. Bill, Bill Maher is, is anti-political correctness. He he hates it. He thinks it's it's the ruination of America. And and this kind of falls into that. It's like, you know, people get outraged over certain characters. And and why did it take? Why did it take over 25 years for people to be outraged over a character and then have him removed then? Do, do you guys have any other input? Or um, I'm not touching the subject of the 10-foot pole. Um, let's keep everything fun, not political, Nick. It's not called Nick's Politics Show. It's called Nick's Nerd News. I, I understand that. I'm just saying when, when, it, when it starts affecting nerd news is when I'm going to comment on it. And that, 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 but I'll, 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 I'm okay with that. I just wanted to put my two cents in. I wanted to see if you guys wanted to say anything. But my, my thing is, why did it take so long? And, and they're, they're, they're bowing down to probably a small minority of people being outraged. And it sucks for Hank Azaria, who's going to be losing one of his best characters. Um, I will say this, that Hank Azaria is probably worth about $100 million already. So it may suck for him, I guess, uh, creatively, but uh, he already has about 20 other characters that he does voice. So um, while I think there was no maliciousness in Hank Azaria to you know, be a part of that character, uh, at, like you said, there's already been 29 seasons we have 29 seasons to enjoy a poo. If you're really a huge Simpson fan, it's not the end of the world. Hank Azaria is the shit. Brockmeyer plug. Check it out. All right. All right. That that's, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, let's move on to movies. Guillermo del Toro announced that, uh, Guillermo del Toro announced that he's making a stop motion, uh, Pinocchio movie. Uh, it's going to be more dark and closer to the original story than anything. Mark, do you have a comment? So you want to talk about all this politics stuff and, oh, why are we going to take a poo out? It's been 30 years. So you're telling me they're going to stick with the super racist, inappropriate stuff that happened in Pinocchio? I said it's going to be darker and closer to the original. I didn't say it was going to be an exact uh, uh, remake of the... And uh, let's see. uh, They announced that Halloween actually broke a bunch of records. It had the second biggest October opening. It had the actually biggest female-led horror movie opening for any movie it's made the most for that um and, and how many filters did you have to use on box office mojo to find that fun fact I, I didn't actually jamie lee curtis tweeted it out and it was getting a uh it went viral in essence i'll be uh, seeing that movie tonight on on, on top of the, on on hot off the heels of of halloween doing really well with its uh reboot lebron james is in talks to produce a thir- friday the 13th reboot which would be the second time that series has been rebooted would it be a reboot or is this a remake uh it would be a, a whole on reboot just like the the last one that came out a few years ago or would freddy krueger be in it this is friday the 13th so you're you're you mean jason right oh sorry is that the one with coach taylor love that show great uh, representation of americana i i'm we're just gonna Texas ignore Mark because that that's friday night lights mark but thank you we also have a new friend that joined us, Costa, who's here. He might chime in from time to time just, just to let you guys know if you hear a fourth voice, that that's who that is. Uh, also, that came out today, apparently Disney is looking at rebooting the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise from the Deadpool writers. I guess this is because the last Pirates movie didn't do too well. I personally felt it was better than the... was What is that, the fifth one that came out? I, I thought it was better than the fourth one. Uh, I like how they brought back Orlando Bloom. and Which, which one are we talking about? Uh, this is... Um, what was the last one called? Uh, Crystal Skull. No, no, that's that's Indiana Jones. Uh, the Black Pearl. No, no, that's the first one. Is this Dead Man's Tell No Tales? I, I think that was the fourth one. Hold on, let, let, let me take a look. Let me take a look. 
Uh, excuse me. So, so Mark was actually right. Uh, it was Dead Men Tell No Tales. I like how they brought uh, Orlando Bloom back. Right. That's that's a discussion for another day. But I, you know, this is a little upsetting. I I really like the the pirates movies. I I was I was anti them in the beginning actually. That but that's a that was childish behavior well, I mean, you back were then. Like twelve years old when they came out. Well, yeah, and and that because that was because there was this girl that was obsessed with with Johnny Depp and I was just like this is so dumb and I ended up watching it and actually loved the movies yeah and I'm, I'm not gonna t- I mean everyone loves eating Gilmore grape uh eating Gilbert. Gilbert yeah, grape, yeah oh, whatever oh, wait uh, Mark I thought you're right about Yon- everything Yanni Depp is uh life anyway Johnny Depp obviously has moved on he's now a part of the Harry Potter franchise so he probably wait, what look- no okay sit down when you're ruining you're ruining the new Harry Potter spinoff a- anyway He's um, in Harry Potter. He's he's in the the Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I thought you said Harry Potter. That's that Fantastic Beasts. We're talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, not Harry Potter. Mark, shut the fuck up and sit down, okay? Anyway, the the only the only upside to this though is that they are getting the Deadpool writers. They they know how to balance action and comedy well, and I'm sure they can tone down their their foul mouths for a, a, a pirates movie. I, I know I know you're big into pirates too, Matt. Do you have any anything to say on that or? Um, I think I've seen the first couple of pirates, but I wouldn't say that I'm a huge pirates person. I enjoy the ride at Disneyland, sure. Um, but no, I haven't really seen any pirates since I think Pirates Three was the last I saw. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, the Joker movie. Actually, we all know the Joker movie is coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd Phillips. It's gonna be shitty. Apparently, oh, okay. Costa thinks it's gonna be shitty. If you guys didn't hear that, that that's his. It's, a... it's proven that DC is lazy with their character writing. This is separate from the main DC universe, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Typical DC, if they were better with their writing, then they wouldn't have to have spin-off universes to correct their trash. Well, they're trying to be more like the comics, Mark. So, and they they um they apparently couldn't help themselves and cast an Alfred and a young Bruce Wayne, which I don't understand why they're doing that. If if they're trying to focus on it being in the '80s before Batman, the start of the Joker, why I I understand they're having Thomas Wayne, Bruce's father, because. He was a business magnet, an important person in Gotham City at the time. But why are they going to have like a baby Bruce Wayne and baby Alfred, unless we're just not baby Alfred? Excuse me. <laughs> um, but that I could be a funny movie. no, <laughs> that actually probably would be a funny movie. Um, I I don't know why why they're doing that unless at the end of the movie they're going to show another start of of how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman eventually. But but we'll see. Uh, Alex Gander. Alexander Skarsgård of of True Blood fame has uh, joined the Godzilla vs. King Kong movie, which is due out in 21, I think. Is that the movie with Millie Bobby Brown? No, no, no. That that's Godzilla King of the Monsters, and that's that's the second Godzilla movie that comes out next year. But you think Alexander Skarsgård is famous for True Blood? That's where a lot of people know him from. Other than the fact that he's Bill Skarsgård's son. He's been in a lot of other things. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he was in. Uh, Nicole Kidman kissed him on the lips in front of Keith Urban, one of the biggest cucks I've ever seen on live television. <laughs> it it it. All right, Mark. All right, this, this is really unfiltered today. Um, also, Damien Bashir was also cast in that movie recently. Uh, Damien Bashir is a a Spanish actor. He's he's been in a, a, a couple different movies. Uh, he's really good as well. So the, both of their characters have been un, unnamed and uh, haven't been given their official backgrounds yet. So, I mean, it, it, it's all speculation at this point. Um, but we'll see first how Godzilla King of the Monsters goes next year. And I, I know they're going to start filming Godzilla vs. Kong, which would be... Uh, that's going to be a, a big monster fight movie. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, there were some images... Uh, that leaked from, I guess, Gwyneth Paltrow's phone or Instagram account of her oh. in costume. <laughs> the, not, nothing inappropriate. Not, nothing. N- this was all safe for work images, but it was her in costume uh, during the filming of Avengers 4, um, which everyone thinks is going to be titled Avengers Annihilation. And uh, we, we've actually had a lot of news recently come out of Marvel for Avengers 4. Uh, Kevin Feige spoke to uh, Entertainment Tonight or... Entertainment Weekly, the magazine, uh, he said we should expect an Avengers 4 trailer by the end of the year. Um, Namor, who is uh, uh, Marvel's equivalent of Aquaman, they're still trying to see if he can make an appearance in the MCU. They just don't know if or how and when. Um, 
Crossbones is going to be back in Avengers 4 in a flashback, even though he died in Civil War, which was Captain America 3. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is officially on hold as they have yet to hire a director yet. Um, obviously, it, it, it's getting kind of late that we haven't had a um, trailer yet for Avengers 4. Granted, that movie doesn't come out for at least six months. So we'll see. We haven't even had a, a second Captain Marvel trailer movie uh, trailer yet and that comes out in March but uh, I'm surprised they're actually going to get have uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character Pepper Potts dress up as her comic counterpart I, I, I didn't think they were going that way she didn't seem like the way they were writing her character that she was actually going to dress up because she was so against Tony doing it in Avengers uh, Infinity War to begin with and, and she was kind of hoping he retired and things like that but we'll, we'll see how that goes I this movie is shaping up to be even bigger than Infinity War, and I wonder if it's going to be like a three-hour-long movie or anything to fit all this in. Do, do you guys have anything to comment on on Avengers? Or Yeah, if Marvel could stop teasing movies that uh, hinge in the balance of what's going to be happening in the new Avengers movie, and they're already planning movies with like Black Panther where characters are apparently dead, yet they are releasing trailers for movies that are uh, you know supposedly not happening but um yet they want to just ruin what's the point of having the avengers movie or killing off the avengers and avengers 3 if they're just going to bring them all back in avengers 4 i mean wasn't that already a given though yeah but uh that's why i don't watch trailers well i mean they haven't uh, they all they've really announced is just images and pictures of the next phase they haven't really announced so why trailers. is it why is it news then if it's just pictures and we should I, just I, not I, even talk I, about it it's still news mark what i mean is that it it's not they haven't had an official trailer yet for the new spider-man movie because they literally just wrapped filming they don't have anything <laughs> to really make a trailer with which spider-man spider-man far from home is that with that's post home the sequel to Homecoming, so not into the Spider Verse, which is an animated movie which takes place in a different part of the Marvel universe. Is this the one with Venom? No, 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 no. That that's that's part of Venom's part of Sony's Marvel universe, which doesn't have a Spider Man in it. Uh, Spider Into the Spider Verse is is a separate part of the Marvel multiverse. It's animated. Okay, he doesn't know. Uh, but uh, no, that that movie looks really cool. The animation is different in that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I can see that, and and but 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 then again, Marvel has always been that because all of their movies are interconnected. It's been part of their ten-year plan, and but but I can understand that they do a lot of teasing, and sometimes those payoffs don't always happen. But you know, Matt, you mentioned that that you're going to see Halloween later. Do you still have? I know you had Movie Pass. Do you still have it? Are you still happy with it? Or uh, no, I uh, dropped Movie Pass. About three months ago, actually. But I, I would say that I definitely got my money's worth. I think I saw like 30 movies in probably a year. So um, it was definitely worth the money. I think if I get anything again like that, it'll be like the AMC A-list uh, package, which is basically the same thing. I think it's like a little bit more pricey, but um, it's definitely worth your money because if you see one, I think if you see two movies in a month, it pays for itself. Oh, oh, totally. And and I found out actually recently that Sinopolis has been taking Movie Pass this whole time, even though it wasn't official. And uh, you could use it day of. They weren't following the restrictions, and I'm just kind of like, oh, well, fuck me, right? Well, so the way that it works is for whatever reason, um, any movies that have like quote unquote e-ticketing that some of that Movie Pass offers, um, you're able to not be restricted. Like when the whole Mission Impossible thing came out, you could see movies through Movie Pass. At Sinopolis, first day, except for just where I live, there's no Sinopolis. The closest one's in Vista, and you know it's like an hour away. So, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I just I wanted to get someone's opinion who actually had Movie Pass because I know you liked it in the beginning, but as time went on, it it kind of just um, just kind of just kept going nowhere almost. Uh, and you know, I know we talked about was it two weeks ago about the new Aladdin movie on this show. Um, they, they released a teaser for it, but no word yet on if Gilbert Gottfried is coming back as Iago, which is kind of weird since they're bringing James Earl Jones back for, uh, they're bringing James Earl Jones back as Mufasa for the new, uh, new Lion King movie, but, but they're not bringing back Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which is a, uh, huge blow for the, uh, movie. I don't think Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like involved in, in Hollywood anymore. And I, 
what what's what's wrong with Donald Glover as playing Simba? Um, then what's wrong with using other people to be uh, replacing Gilbert Godfrey? No, no, I understand that. But if, if you're going to have a major person come back to play a minor character, I'm not talking about a major character. Iago's not a major character in the original Aladdin movie. He is in the show, and he is in the post-Aladdin movies, but Iago is not a central figure in the original movie. And what I mean is, if they're bringing James Earl Jones back to play a minor part as Mufasa... Why couldn't they bring Gilbert Gottfried back as Iago? Mufasa is not a minor character. He is one of the pivotal pieces to the entire plot moving forward. So if you if you count screen time, he's a minor character. Matt, do you have any oh, comments on this? Or? Uh, no, I'm not going to get into an argument. Oh, okay, understandable. Um, and then that that's kind of it for movies. But we also actually no, had... wait, wait, we didn't talk about the best movie that came out this year. And what is that, Mark? Stars Born. Directed by first-time director, actually Bradley Cooper. Well, nailed it. Home run, and oh my God, Gaga, get it, girl. All right, well, Mark, I I haven't seen the movie. Matt, did you see the movie? Uh no, TBD. All right, well, Mark, do you do you want to talk about a Star Is Born? Since yeah, actually, uh, I'll take over for this. So, um, I know Star Is Born. This is the first or the fourth iteration of it, but um, I'd like to say the way in which. My boy took the movie, was uh, quite refreshing. He played a drunk, the proper way a drunk is supposed to be done. None of this tipsy-turvy, we're going to fall over everything. No, a professional drunk knows how to drink. So, yeah, movies. Uh, no, about A Star is Born. And stuff. Okay, I guess that's all we're going to have about A Star is Born. Mark really liked it, I guess. Um, final bit of news, though, is... Uh, Disney finally announced plans for what they're doing with their Marvel area at California Adventure. Um, it, it, it hasn't been completely announced for everything, but th- they, they did announce that phase four, uh, the first phase of, of their Marvel land will open by 2020. If you've been to D- Disneyland recently, a lot of the construction site is actually blocked off by fences that say Stark Industries, and they're kind of keeping it very in-universe. Uh, they did close off um, they did, they, or not close off, but they actually closed all of a bug's life land in California adventure. And one of the theaters they were using, uh, is, is heavily rumored to be turning into a Spider-Man attraction. That's going to be similar to how toy story, toy story mania works. So it's going to be a, a screen, um, attraction that you kind of are interactive with, which is kind of similar to the Spider-Man ride they have at, uh, universal Orlando's islands of adventure. Um, which kind of, I'll, I'll touch more on that in a little bit. Uh, they're going to, there's heavily rumored to be a Dr. Strange live show, which is going to be very similar to what they have on the Disney cruise lines currently. Uh, there's rumored to be an Ant-Man themed microbrewery, which is kind of funny because, you know, Ant-Man shrinks down and microbrew and, and that's kind of funny. A little bit of a pun there. Um, heavily rumored to be opening a Quinjet themed roller coaster. And just to, to kind of touch back on the Universal Studios Orlando, Disney will actually not be able to, to use the Marvel name as like the, the name of their land. They can't call it Marvel or anything like that because of an old contract uh, from 1994 that Marvel had signed with Universal Studios as pre-Disney buying Marvel. And that's why if, if you've ever been to Universal Studios Orlando Islands of Adventure, it's their, their sister park. They have two parks there. Uh, it's it's a, a theme park where they have Harry, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and things like that. But they have a whole Marvel section. They have a Hulk uh, roller coaster. They have a um, like a, a, a drop ride. I, I can't remember who the theme of that one is. They have a Spider-Man attraction. And, and then they have several other X-Men themed attractions and, and, and things like that. But th- this is obviously to go, already go along with the... Guardians of the Galaxy ride that took over the Tower of Terror two years ago now, so they're they're expanding off of that. I, I know Matt and Mark, you guys are big big Disneyland guys. Do you, any any comments on on uh, the Marvel area that's coming? Or uh, I am very excited. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride was very very fun. I was not uh, expecting it to be as fun as it was. I think I did it like three times. So. Um, I have high expectations. Everything Disney has always done uh, to uh, the nines, and I expect it to be uh, a lot of fun 
and um, yeah, I'm really loving California Adventure in general. It's just a great place to go. Yes, yeah, especially I know since they rebranded everything as uh, Pixar Pier um, from what they did in, in the whole back section of the park. And Disney's doing a whole lot of moving and shaking. We got Star Wars Land opening next year, and now this first phase of the Marvel stuff opening in 2020. So, hey, that that that's it for today's Nick's Nerd News. We had a had a big long show. Had a lot of guests chiming in and talking, different opinions than than what you're used to hearing. Hopefully, we'll we'll continue to have some of these on in the future. I, I know, Matt, you've expressed interest on coming on again. Did, did you have fun today? Yeah, lots of fun. I'll be back if you want me. Oh, totally, totally. Mark, what about you? Um, I project that this is kind of like the Anthony Opie show, and uh, it's not going to have much longer left. <laughs> well, you're an asshole, and you've been a hater since day one. And uh, for those of you who listen on a regular basis, when I say fuck the haters and do your own thing, now you know who I'm talking about. So, uh, Costa, now that you live back in California, do you, do you ever want to come on or? Anytime, Nick. Anytime. All right. Well, well, that, that, that's perfect. And, uh, that's it for today. We, we had a, a bit of a doozy episode here, but we got, we had some extra things to talk about. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed. And again, we'll, we'll have some, some changes in the future. So I'll catch you guys on the flip side.